What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hey everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Happy Hour. Today we are joined by the one and only, (laughs) she's giving me a little smirk over there, my BFF, the best person I know, my twin sister, Lucy. Hello. <laughs> Guys, she's so a cute. I wish, you, I wish you could see her right now. <laughs> she has a little smile. <laughs> um, I also wish you guys were just here for the moments right before I clicked record because I was sitting here like, hey everyone, welcome back to this Hey everyone, welcome to Happy Hour. Welcome to <laughs> This is what my brain does before every episode. I worry about the first like She was glitching. Yes, I was glitching. <laughs> I you needed to put me it. in rice because <laughs> I worry for like the first five seconds of every episode and then I just start talking and it's okay. And Lucy already knows what it's like because mm-hmm. we did an episode before. Yeah. The audio was a little messed up, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so I apologize if you guys listen to that one, but this one will make up for it because I know we are on the right setting. I like triple checked, and what we just talked about your life in Ireland Mm -hmm. in that one, I think. Oh, because that's when you were here over... I wasn't back, though. No, I know. You were here for Christmas break. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was here for Christmas. And you were talking about what life was like there and your job and all sorts of stuff. So you guys should listen to that. Do know that the audio is a little freaky. It sounds like Lucy is literally... Like underwater. Underwater in the swimming pool across the street. (laughs) But if you... I'm tuning in. If you try really hard, you can hear what she's saying. So, yes. Um, Okay, this week's episode is a little difficult however Mm. I know how important this is to talk about because this has been maybe the number one requested episode ever since we lost our father last year well for a second I was like wait was it last year yeah it was time is so weird for me and don't you agree Lucy like it feels like yesterday but now it feels like a while ago like honestly more than anything it feels recent I was like, I was about to be like, was it 2019? And then I was just looking and like, yeah, it was, it was 2019. It just seems so weird, like, Because I I remember the one year anniversary, I I was like, so has it technically been two years now? We're in our second year, I guess? I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, I don't know. It was March of 2019 that we lost Mm -hmm. our dad very, very suddenly and unexpected. Mm -hmm. Um, So what I do want to plug is my episode from April 3rd. I looked up so you guys can go back. And it's titled Losing a Parent. So if you haven't listened to that, I would recommend listening to that. I say that cautiously because I think I cry the entire time. So sorry. (laughs) Um, That one was definitely harder because... Did you film it right? Record it. Uh, Yeah, did you record (laughs) it like on his anniversary of his death? No. Nearly because that's like a week after or something. Yeah. I must have talked about how it was nearly a year. Yeah, so I'm not surprised you're crying. (laughs) Yeah, so it was... 
March 25th of 2019. Mm -hmm. But I just talk about more specifically the moments leading up to and after losing him. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it was just more difficult because I was by myself and I didn't have the support system of my twin sister sitting across from me. So Mm -hmm. I do think this will be easier to talk about this time around. Obviously, if we're crying, I'm sure you can understand why. Um, But what I want to focus on is sort of in the most positive way that we can, uh, life moving forward after losing someone very important in your life because Mm -hmm. I think that's why this has been requested so much. The grieving process. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so many people, everyone loses someone important to them at some point in their life. Mm -hmm. And we'll talk about it, but it's, I always say it's so weird because it's such an isolating feeling when everyone loses someone close to them at some point. So, Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's just what I want to talk about. We're just going to talk about our grieving journey, mm-hmm. if you will. And yeah, but first, you guys know we always have, I always have the way, a little start off my podcast. Um, but I wanted to have Lucy give you a little intro in case you're new. And I always assume that you guys have been with me forever because I don't know. But I'm sure some of you are new. So take it away, girl. Okay, so (laughs) Gretchen and I are obviously twins. We rode together in high school, and we went to Boston University together to be on the lightweight rowing team, and it didn't pan out. But I I love how you say rowing. We rode together. We didn't go to high school. We rode in high school. Well, yeah, high school is like secondary, but (laughs) rowing was the focus. But I studied abroad, and I met my boyfriend. I was studying in Paris. I met him in Amsterdam. And he's from Ireland, so I just spent the year in Ireland. Um, And yeah, that's what's up. And now she's back. And I'm back, yeah, my first year after BU. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, now I'm back and I'm going to find a job. Yeah. I'm home, so that's good. Yeah, so she just did her first year post-grad in Ireland, living the dream. And I did a work-study. I had a work-study visa. That's good to tell people in case they're interested. Yeah. So if you want to do that work study visa, people, mm-hmm. and when you said that you met your boyfriend abroad, I feel like that's like everyone's dream, you know. Like you go abroad yeah. and you meet like a European man. It feels weird saying it like that because I'm like, it's just Dara. We've been dating for nearly three years. But that's but... literally what happened. Yeah, guys, she visited Amsterdam for like a weekend and like met this cute boy who was like, mm-hmm. "This is very forward of me. Can I ask you on a date?" And she was like, "Sure." Yeah. Here they are. Two years yeah. later. Two well, years. Technically, he had me. He gave me his charger to put it in my bag, mm-hmm. and then he forgot. He conveniently forgot it, and knowing I would well, forget it, and that's the old leave behind. The next, exactly, the leave behind. <laughs> and you like would take the bus from Amsterdam to Paris. It'd be like a ten-hour bus. <laughs> really? Yeah, because it would stop in all these that. different countries and oh, like cities on the way. That is dedication. Yeah. That is true love, people. Yeah. So that was our first time living together for more than like a month. Um, because like he'd come to visit and he like stayed for with us for a month over the summer but that was like the most so we lived together for 10 months so that was fun it's very odd being alone now but i know because that was like your new normal being with him Mm -hmm. and yeah being in ireland we should do this is making me realize we should do another episode on real long distance relationships because everyone likes to give me shit and be like you weren't in a real long distance relationship you included (laughs) Because Lucy really knows what it's like when you're in a five, six hour time difference, you know? And, like, just practically, we don't have 
like I don't I, we don't have like successful jobs yet you know and like we don't have the next a free time. schedule yeah you don't yes so you we, don't know like the next time you're gonna see each other I think that's typical yeah whereas I'm just like typical yeah definitely. flying around and like even Max like he's not obviously doing a traditional job and stuff mm-hmm. so that's like that's he's cool. way more free time it's definitely I'm jealous like looking at both of you but yeah but it's it's not different. the norm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we should have you on to talk all about mm-hmm. just long distance relationships because you actually know what it's like. So mm-hmm. has it been? Have you guys been together two years now? Oh, three in October. Wait, whoa! Because I remember it was the fall. I thought it was September, October. Mm-hmm. Oh my! But wasn't your but start we technically weird? Met, we met. Yeah. Like we just count our anniversary from like pretty much when we met. We met like the end of September. Okay. And we didn't. I knew it was like a blurry thing. Like we were gray area to the start. Yeah, he, like he wasn't in a good place. We were like in an open relationship for a while, which mm-hmm. like neither of us did anything with. But like, yeah, just because it was like hesitant and, and you guys not were, sure about the future and like, like if you I'm started going out off to America long distance. You were always long distance. Yeah, like Paris, Amsterdam, and then Boston, Amsterdam, and then Boston, Ireland, Ireland <laughs> Albany, Ireland, whatever. <laughs> but um. Yeah. Not getting any closer, all these moves. <laughs> yeah. Not any closer, but... But... It's nice she's traveling. She's home. Yeah. She's home. She's back, everybody. Yeah. We are in Albany, New York right the now. The airport was not too bad. It was the best time I've ever had traveling in an airport. Minus because... the anxiety of traveling during COVID, but yeah. because it's, like, empty. Interesting. So, so it ran, like, I smoother. saw more people at Guptal's ice cream than I did in the airport. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I had a real heart attack when I'm we went kidding. to get ice cream the other day. You guys, if any of you are from Albany and been to Guptals, we went the other day, and there were so many people. Obviously, everyone was spaced out, but still, like Lucy said, it was kind of there like... There was, like, full little kind kids of softball teams. I was like, why yeah. is everyone and their mother here? And she keeps saying how she keeps seeing way more people around, like, in Albany. Like, yeah. I don't know. In the U.S., people just are going West out doing Ireland things. of Ireland is, like, the lowest population density in the world. Like, part one so of the So where you were, it, like, yeah. wasn't even an issue, really. There's, like... Yeah, because of all the cows and fields and stuff. <laughs> like, she, like, didn't see other humans there. So now she's back home and she's like, this is so There's bizarre that we have neighbors. The neighbors, it freaks me out. <laughs> she keeps saying it's weird that we have neighbors. I'm like, okay, Lou, it's always been like this. I haven't had neighbors in months and months and months. <laughs> What's another human being? What are neighbors? I don't know what that's like. <laughs> Never heard of it. Okay, other thing. This is just, like, you guys know, I like to just break that. It's just, like, chat a little bit in the beginning before we get mm-hmm. into, like, you know... Um, oh, the quotes. The deep, heavy-hitting things. But first, mm-hmm. I want to tell them about our purple sweatshirts. I thought we were going to do the quotes. No, oh, that's after. That's after? I don't yeah. I thought that was, like, in part of Well, it show. doesn't really matter. That's fine. But, quickly, <laughs> you guys, just to show you how we're twins, I feel like we, the time that we were most connected, like, mentally or just, like, spiritual, I don't know how you call it. Mm-hmm. emotionally because we spent literally every waking moment together would be like the last two years of high school like junior yeah. senior so or like and also the first nine months of our life <laughs> but oh yeah you know when we like shared the, the whole time we were children but <laughs> yeah but I mean I just from like what I can remember yeah like the most clearly like 11th and 12th grade so I guess it's good that you brought up rowing because that's why we like ate together slept together rode together went to school like we did everything together our Mm -hmm. schedules were similar like we were bffs i feel like we had like very similar interests and then sort of like branched Mm -hmm. off in college even because we're such different people so like it makes a lot Mm -hmm. of sense that we would be into different things but um 
I just remember back then we would like be at restaurants and like order the same thing and not realize or like say the same things. Like I feel like stuff like that was happening. Or we'd want the same food and we'd split both of them. Yes. We always That's a, like a good tip and trick. <laughs> so you guys wish you had a twin. It's really fun. <laughs> Interrupting in here, super quick to tell you guys about Purple Mattress. So I've been thinking how technology has improved just about everything by now. Phones, cars, shopping, yet mattresses have more or less really just been the same since the invention of sleep. But we definitely deserve better, especially since we spend so much of our lives sleeping in bed, if you think about it. And finally, the mattress has evolved thanks to Purple. The secret to Purple is the Purple Grid. It's a patented comfort technology that instantly adapts to your body's natural shape and sleep style. Purple is really for every body, providing total pressure relief no matter how you sleep. Personally, I'm always the most comfortable in my stomach. Anyone else? Is it just me? I don't know. Purple is designed with over 2,800 open air channels and naturally temperatured neutral gel so you'll never sleep too hot or too cold. The Purple Mattress is soft where you want it, firm where you need it, and comfortably cool all over. I got a sample in the mail, you guys, and I'm definitely most impressed with how soft and comfortable it feels, yet how supportive at the same time. And also that it's cooling since I can get so hot when I sleep. You can count on resting easy night after night, year after year, because the ultra-durable Purple Grid won't sink or lose shape. And Purple is so confident in what they do, you guys, that every Purple Mattress comes with free shipping and returns and a risk-free 100-night trial. So to experience the next evolution of sleep go to purple.com slash gg and use promo code gg for a limited time you'll get 150 dollars off any purple mattress order of 1500 dollars or more that's purple.com slash gg promo code gg for 150 dollars off any mattress order of 1500 dollars or more terms apply now let's get back into the episode but now it's funny because even though we are literally opposites like our personality wise we do mm. still have some similar interests for example purple crew neck sweater yeah people. i've been really liking lavender like the really light purple and Me i've too. been wanting a swimsuit from you swim if anyone whatever i have never it's like that. this sustainable brand and they have like seven sizes in one swim- it's like actually one size fits all not like brandy melville one size fits all <laughs> like fake one size yeah fits all. like it fits absolutely like people can wear it through their pregnancies and stuff That's i'm like i want it so bad but they're like very sold out and they restock every day at like 3 p.m british time then <laughs> you your <laughs> so alarm and yeah but they haven't restocked any of the colors i want but they have really nice they have a live okay you'll have to show me after this yeah because i want to see it's like that material i remember maggie wearing a bathing suit like the material it's like it it looks kind of like like terry cloth but it's like very stretchy like you know the thicker i don't know i don't know if i've i feel crazy i I would show you right now it's not it's not terry cloth it looks like i'm showing you okay she's showing me but um okay purple sweatshirt insert a picture into this podcast (laughs) insert picture here (laughs) sorry you still can't see it okay purple sweatshirt oh they have like it's just all like ribbed and actually like every size like anyone can wear them like interesting it's cool like the, okay that purple. now i want one. Oh, the one piece oh that's cute and they're like high waist are they all high waisted um no they have different styles but i like that okay one not sponsored like by them by the way but this is just I coming wish. up like, okay <laughs> she goes, i wish lucy's very into sustainable shopping, yeah by the which way. is why i'm so disappointed with myself about the purple crew neck sweater because i didn't want it didn't need it i have a million sweatshirts <laughs> i said the last thing i'll ever do is buy a sweatshirt and I bought a sweatshirt, and I'm like, I'm going back and returning everything I got because I <laughs> feel so bad about it. Lucy, it was it wasn't a good time. It wasn't a good idea. It's not <laughs> okay. What I I'm want. telling the story. So 
today I get a package in the mail from Aritzia. I think this purple sweatshirt. But it could have been what I wanted because it is really cute still. Like, but I, if it was like sustainable and like. <laughs> okay, so that's what bothers you the most. Yeah. Is Airy sustainable? Do we know? No. Okay. Um, I guess I just And it's don't. not like a good material. It like sheds. I'm like, I need to stop okay. and investing in this <laughs> investing bad in quality. Dollars. Yeah. <laughs> like all my brandy Melville tanks are like pilled and like You're oh like amazing God. going in the trash. Yeah. Or donating. Yeah. Not trash. Okay. But donating. um okay, so I get my purple Aritzia sweatshirt in the mail today. I've probably been waiting for months. Back order. It's like this lilac, oversized, amazing, mm. whatever. Looks kind of like, like a bit washed, washed out. Yeah. Washed yeah. Out. So I try it on and I'm like, Lucy, look, I just got this sweatshirt in the mail. And she was like, Gretchen, shut up. Look what I literally bought at the mall yesterday. And I was like, did you see what I got yesterday? It's yeah. literally the same, you guys. It's the same. But hers is from Aerie. And I like kind of wish I had hers. And it's like softer and more purple. Because hers is more purpley and cuter and softer. And I'm like, But All I right. bought it with the intention of like cropping it because I'm like a psychopath. And then like, but it, the fabric around the midsection is just so, there's so much that it's it would just make yeah. me look huge. Like, even huger somehow. Like, yeah, but huger is, like, better because then you just feel so cozy. I know. I feel like it'd be fun. But, I mean, like, if I cropped it, it would be, like, just so much fabric around. Like, I don't yeah. know. I think it'd be worse than how it is now. But either way, I'm care. returning it. So, <laughs> can't crop it's going it now. <laughs> but hers was, like, 20 and mine was probably 70 or 80. And I yeah. like hers. I'm deciding on whether or not I should just keep hers. But then I'd have yeah, to, like, return mine. Could. Mine's definitely better quality, but I like the color of hers. Does I, anyone I, care? Right. You guys don't care. All I'm trying to say is we have, <laughs> <laughs> we have twin telepathy. It's so now quotes. to the quotes that Lizzie's talking about. But first, first you have to say what you're happy about right now. Force yourself mm-hmm. to find something you're happy about. Because Lizzie can find a, a hard little, morning. She can find a lot of things <laughs> to be not happy about. I'm happy that I... Um, have long distance support from Dara despite everything Um, and I'm happy that's good you can be grateful for that I'm happy that it's COVID (laughs) that we can be like with our family and spend oh. time together. Not like I was like happy. Obviously that it's COVID, not happy that it's COVID because I'm not. I'm not happy to be here in COVID. <laughs> Ireland's doing so much better. But <laughs> you'd rather be there. <sighs> definitely, definitely. But. You're happy for like the silver linings yeah. that this pandemic Yeah, is like seeing us. like mom's working from home and if she wasn't working from home, we wouldn't see her all day every day. Yeah. <laughs> so it's better. Yeah. Even though it can be stressful and we're all like yelling at each other, she's like, everyone, shh, out of my work yeah. area. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, Mom, we're going, we're going. <laughs> like I'm whispering two sentences and she's like, Stop it. <laughs> she's like, I need to focus, everyone. I'm sure you guys can relate if anyone in your immediate life yeah. and family is working from home it's just a new it's a new normal yeah. it's a and new well situation. it's a new normal for her because she's used to having her set up in the kitchen but obviously the kitchen's popping when we're all home yes. so she works at like our kitchen table she's like please which, keep it down I, I don't like blame her at all because it's so beautiful it's like a, our little like nice breakfast light. nook yeah there's yeah. like windows everywhere it's so nice over there but it's a really bad office because our the way our house is laid out it's so open like it's mm. open to the that's Teddy barking. Someone's Maybe here. he'll stop soon. He he barks a lot. But it's open to the kitchen, to the living room, to the hallway, to the other yeah, to the, and dining the high room. ceilings. It just carries everything. Like, like you can hear from one end of our house to the other. I guess I'll say quickly, you guys know I always say like a happy quote, or I guess this week for me it's more of like a happy idea. You know what? Disclaimer, what I should have said in the beginning is um please forgive me. I'm like working 
my hardest working my best i'm trying my hardest yep that's it i'm trying my hardest to not talk over lucy or be like really overbearing but that's sort of my personality and we're so different because i would say growing up i don't know lucy's just like like she's sitting there looking at me she's such a good listener and i'm like yeah dad always said i would let you do the talking and just like watch how things panned out yeah like ever like you can see in our baby video since we were negative one so Mm -hmm. I apologize if I ever speak over her. Know that it doesn't come from... She's speaking for both of us. A bad place. Like, I don't mean that. I just... I don't know. I think I just get so excited. Yeah. Because I relate to something you're saying, and I'm like, oh my god, me too. Or, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. So first, what all I have to say is this isn't really a happy quote. It's kind of lame. Lucy's is way better, so I'll just get mine out of the way. Just like a happy idea is this will come up later on. I will discuss again. Just that like to force yourself to be grateful or thankful in a situation where you really wouldn't for example I've had times in the past where I've dealt with being sort of like treated not fairly from people in positions of authority and in that situation I'm like okay what do I have to be grateful for thankful for like this sucks like mm-hmm. I gotta get out of here um but after the fact it's really easy hindsight's twenty twenty. but to look back and then find something to be grateful for I'm like wow I learned I'm so thankful mm-hmm. that I learned to not put up with crap from people like I learned how to do that and learned how to be like okay this person although they may be in a position of authority or whatever it is like I don't need to put up with this sort of thing so like that taught me that and in the situation of my dad it's really hard to find a silver lining and I'm sure you guys can understand if you've lost someone close to you you're like okay no silver linings here just want them here I can relate however when I force myself to be grateful, I think, okay, there are people that have never met their mom, never met their dad. You know, yeah. the saying goes, like, someone's always got it worse than yeah, you. Yeah, Dara's dad. Well, well, one, I was going to say, just Dara would always say that about being grateful. Because mm-hmm. he's like, you can't feel sad for yourself and mm-hmm. also feel grateful. Like, they're just conflicting feelings. It's yeah. one or the other. So if you're feeling sad and, like, every like a pity spiral for yourself, mm-hmm. like, he's, like, just like try to think of things you're grateful like name things like you whatever you can think of like your dog your whatever you know Mm -hmm. um but yeah Dara's dad was like like I was touched by like obviously how we took our dad's passing Mm -hmm. and he was saying that like so many people are like great relieved or grateful when their parents pass away like they're a negative influence by then like it's just like like nagging or their whatever. I never thought you know? about that. But if you have a bad relationship yeah. with a parent, wow, I guess you could feel that way. That seems yeah. really wrong to Where feel. Where it's that like way. a weight lifted or but something. But I'm sure people do. But yeah, tons of people and like, yeah, you don't get to choose your parents, so we're just lucky. Yeah. So that's that's what I force myself to do. I force mm-hmm. myself to feel grateful for having like I always say it's so weird, and I'm sure for Lucy, too, to try to, like, put it into words for other people. I'm like, no one else can understand. Mm-hmm. But, like, we know that we had literally the best dad for the p- first yeah. 22 years of our life. Like, I don't even know how to describe the most caring, selfless. I know like, people can see it in the videos. Like, they yeah. would always comment it. And I remember... Mm-hmm. Anyone that knew him would yeah. know what we're talking about. I remember it was really nice. Someone commented on, like, an old video, like random like a couple months ago and I like just happened to see it on like YouTube studio like Mm -hmm. one of the only times I checked it this year and Mm -hmm. like she she was like oh like I hope you watch this video back Lucy like your dad's being so like he made you like doll after you got back from like the gym and like Mm -hmm. whatever he would like make nice food and be really cute and I know our wisdom teeth videos I've been thinking about watching those because I know he was like so good with us we need to and I feel like that kind of 
that reminds me of how he would have been with us when we were babies, like in all the baby videos, because mm-hmm. we were being like so caring crazy. and gentle yeah. and patient and like I also don't even know how to put it, but like doing the best when like the cameras are off. Or, like, do you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, yes, he showed he'd be up on, all the time. Like, oh, he showed up day in and day out. And it was you always knew he was thinking about you because he's calling like all the time. He'd call all the time, like mm-hmm. every free second. He'd be calling me, Gretchen, my mom, like his ladies. Mm-hmm. He'd always be checking in, like, what's up today? Yeah. Like, what are you dealing with? Like, yeah. He was, like, the glue. Like, he just kept yeah. us all together. Like, everything was good. He was, like, the problem solver, the mediator. Yeah. You know? I, with my back, too. Like, I was injured um, from rowing, and he was, like, my advocate. On every single call, he'd be, like, he'd, like, call me in or something, or I'd call him in, and he'd always just be on the phone with me with whatever doctor, whatever athletic training whatever physical therapist be you people like whatever it was sure yeah just to make sure that i'm being like listened to and like attended Mm -hmm. to and like Mm -hmm. and that they're not like i don't know missing big things or something he was just so caring yeah like the kind of soul so like he was like larger than life like his personality and like his Mm -hmm. like his presence i don't know yes and he was very, that just makes me think of, you know, like the love language is that sort of thing. His mm-hmm. was totally acts of service. Yeah. Because he didn't, he wouldn't just say, I love you. Like he meant it well, and he we, would show yeah, you. Yeah, we said it every night and like, I love, like kiss goodnight, hug goodnight, whatever. Yeah. And I feel like that's because people every day. don't do that with their parents. Like that's not like, too normal, but I, it seemed normal. Like You, you mean know? anymore? No, with like people and their parents. I don't know if all, everyone does that with their parents every single night. Like it was always huh. I guess I caring know, and loving. Because we always exactly. do that. It and seems we still normal do that with to mom. me, but like with Dara and his, I don't know, you know. Like different families are different. different yeah, we always yeah, say goodnight different. to our mom. Like you got it. Or that's just how we were raised, yeah. I guess. So yeah, I guess that's just a little about our dad. So that's why, oh wow, I just Obviously talked about talk forever. my idea for so long and you mm-hmm. have to talk about your quote, but yeah, forcing yourself yeah. to be grateful and thankful and knowing that we had the best dad for the first 22 years of our life instead of mm-hmm. maybe one that we didn't have a good relationship with for our whole life or something like that. So yeah. that's just a happy yeah. idea for you guys. And now mm-hmm. Lucy is going to tell you a really good quote. Yeah, so... Well, to start off, Dara's been reading this book we've been trying to get into reading over quarantine, and it's called Man's Search for Meeting by Victor E. Frankel, and he was um, in concentration camp during, like, World War II, um, and he was a survivor, and he became, like, a um, psychiatrist and would try to help people, but the first half of the book is about his experience in the Uh, concentration camps and the second half is like about like applying everything he learned and like experienced like practically and like trying to help people and all of that um but so I have like a bunch of good quotes from this I'd like 10 out of 10 recommend it because it talks it's very helpful with like grieving and like suffering and putting things into perspective oh I thought Um, you were reading a quote I was like there's a quote in there, 10 out of 10, recommend it. You're, I would 10 out of 10 You're 10, 10 out of 10 yeah, recommending yeah. it to people. Okay. Yeah, Dara read the whole thing and he would like read me little blurbs and then I took it with me on the plane and like granted I'm only halfway through so I'm not to like the psychotherapy part about it but mm-hmm. still very I good. I want to read it. Yeah, you should read it after me. Um, but the, my quote is, he who has a why to live for can bear almost any how and it's from Nietzsche. I'm pretty sure that's how you say his name. Um, that's N I E 
T-Z-S-C-H-E. Yeah. <laughs> Who would have known? I wrote it down. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's like really important. He talks about a lot about like the Wait, will you say it again? Yeah. Just to get it in their brains. He, Listen up, people. <laughs> well, you have to stop talking so I can talk. <laughs> Call me out. <laughs> he who has a why to live for can bear almost any how. So, like, he was saying, like, the how is, like, them being in, like, the concentration camp and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can apply it, obviously, to everything um, in any circumstance. And it's just finding, like, the meaning behind you, like, keeping on and, like, one foot in front of the other, that type of thing. I feel like, I don't know. It resonated with me a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's, yeah, I don't know. I really enjoy <laughs> I think, well, what it makes me immediately think of is, has a why to live for, um, can bear almost any how. So it's like, mm-hmm. okay, the hows are all the difficult parts and like the yeah. lows in your life. Like, how can I keep going? How can this be happening? Yeah. How is this possible? And then the why is like the why to live for. Yeah, it's like, where's my, the purpose. my purpose yeah. and my joy and where's my passion and mm-hmm. where's my fulfillment? Like, where is that coming from? What does that yeah. look like for me? Yeah, I I feel like even in the form of, like, hope, because I'm sure it's not easy to keep a why in a concentration, you know, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. And, wait, there was another quote that I wanted to read. Yeah, because you were talking about at the very beginning, like, just about, like, everyone being different and, like, I I don't know, everyone having a different circumstance, but, um, because it was saying that... No man and no destiny can be compared with any other man or any other destiny. No situation repeats itself. Each situation calls for a different response. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I don't know. Everyone's grieving is, like, separate. And, Mm -hmm. like, they experience different emotions and, like, Mm -hmm. revelations or whatever you want to call it. But, Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. It's not like you're any more alone. Yeah. I But I, yeah, I really like that, too, because... Sometimes it's hard when you're like, well, for me, it's like blah, 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 and they have it, whatever, like easier or hard, you know? Yeah. Just comparing yourself. So it's like important to remember that. Compare yourself to anyone else. Yeah, like literally every single aspect of your situation is like unique. Mm -hmm. So you can't. I never thought of it like that. And that was ignorant for me earlier to be like, oh my gosh, like immediately kind of I'm shocked thinking of how could you be relieved when mm-hmm. someone dies? But then it's like, whoa, 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 let's like yeah, well, peel it back. there's a couple of different ways. Like if someone's been suffering for a long time mm-hmm. or if they're not. Or if you have a bad relationship, like I have they some were abusive. Friend, yeah, if, we have some friends who have had fathers that like either don't show up in a good way or they're just like very, very negative influence, like impact, like that type mm-hmm. of thing. So yeah like it's yeah kind of stepping back and realizing that that there there's many different layers forms of a father and like yeah just be like grateful for what you have and I think that's really good to point out and just goes to show like you never know you never know someone else's circumstance or situation even though it might seem like it and even you guys listening like Mm -hmm. I'm sure if you have followed along been with us for a while followed us on Instagram I'm sure you could I'm sure you can get the gist of how much we love our father and how yeah. much he meant to us and how what a positive, oh my God, positive impact he's had on our life. Like, yeah. I always think about we are only the reason and the way that we are because of him. Like, I yeah. feel like I am so much, like I see so much of him and me and mm. you and like, I love that. Yeah, I feel like many times when, like in the, 
I don't know. And the harder times when, like, I was looking for a job in Ireland and, like, kind of, like, flailing or whatever, like, feeling not very good about it, I'd just, like, have his head in my mind be like, okay, call these people, get this done. You know, he was always mm-hmm. like, bing, bang, boom. Like, mm-hmm. just, like, keep pushing until it's done. Like, what, what would he always say? Like... You remember his quotes better than I do and things he would say. Oh, my God. You always say them. And Taking like, care oh. of business. C- yeah. TCOB. Like, he'd be like, TCOB. <laughs> but he like, texts you TCOB. Yeah, like, taking care of business. So I'd be like, okay, I'm going to take care of business today and, like, apply <laughs> myself my no matter what. Day. Like, yeah. <laughs> Show up. So, Wait, yeah. I love that. Guys, we could just talk about, like, him and memories. Mm-hmm. Maybe that'll be another podcast, too. I mean, we could talk about it for hours. Like, memories of him, funny yeah. stories, the yeah. ice fishing story. Like, I just think of so many things. That's true. And that's a way I'll talk about later, too. But you can find gratitude and peace and mm. hope and joy and laughter again, thinking of, like, the happy, mm. fun memories. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, what I kind of want to talk about next is give you guys some real like structure I guess if you're grieving and if you haven't really looked into it if you haven't sought out therapy I guess I should bring that up because I oh my gosh I feel like I can't even really talk about it because I haven't really done it but everyone says everyone else tells me how important it is and how helpful it is and you can really yeah like Lucy knows you can go through and like Mm -hmm. dissect your feelings and why the way you're feeling certain things I think in a lot of cases well aside from grieving like any mental health or many any like issue you're dealing with or like trauma event like whatever it is I feel like it's so helpful just to be validated and be heard and like understood Mm -hmm. and like they like you I don't know yeah validate you so you don't feel like insane you know yeah and like they can give you ways to think about things or whatever Mm -hmm. like tips and maybe like journaling or like Mm -hmm. CBD CBT yeah cognitive behavioral therapy Oh, I feel like you told me It's definitely, yeah, like, that's really big, and Dara's read a lot of books about that as well. Mm-hmm. I think it's important, but, yeah, I think it's just nice getting different methods of dealing with your own mental health. I think... And staying on track of, with it, like... I know, I think everyone should seek out therapy yeah um when they are thrown into a new situation where they're grieving the loss of someone close to them because yeah no one teaches you in elementary school how to deal with it or maybe your elementary school did i think they all should but i think yeah. we don't talk about it enough in our in today's mm-hmm. life so i think everyone should do that even though that might be kind of hypocritical for me to say since i really haven't yeah. i went to one group therapy thing and it was just so not for me and so terrible and too i've soon never and been to no i've bad. actually yeah I've, <laughs> i don't think it. i've done group therapy i don't know it really was not for me but everyone's different and for example my mom loves it she yeah, loves her group loves she doesn't like the one-on-one <laughs> and i think i would like one-on-one so much better and i think i was just not ready and I'm about to go through the stages of grieving because I thought that would be helpful <laughs> to give you guys some structure over here um but I must have been very early on because I was like oh my gosh this is so this just doesn't feel right this is so wrong like they didn't even know my dad why mm-hmm. should I even be talking about my like most wonderful most amazing person in my life that I lost when they don't even know him like they're not gonna understand yeah. and then you realize okay they do understand they lost someone close to them too that was exactly how it was for my dad to me but I'm like they don't get it so I literally sat there and sobbed the whole time and like couldn't do Mm -hmm. it however I felt like that would be good to say because I feel like they sort of like have the toolbox for you to help Mm -hmm. you out of it um but if you haven't done anything like that or more like me where you're just kind (laughs) of floating Mm -hmm. around trying to figure out on your own 
things like reading about stages of grief could help you because then you could kind of Mm -hmm. pinpoint, oh, maybe this is where I'm at. This is what's next. I don't know. And I'm sure it looks different for Mm -hmm. everybody, but I guess this is just generally some stages that um, probably therapists have put together. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, Lucy, you're talking about it. I must have learned I remember these learning the five stages. At some point, like in yeah. health class. In health class. I health? So. I don't know. So I found seven and five. Um, I kind of like seven. Well, I like both. I like how seven includes pain and guilt. Okay, so let's, yeah, let's start like with seven. Too. So the first one is shock and denial. Everyone can relate to this. Everyone can agree mm-hmm. that you go through denial. Like immediately you're just like, well, yeah. that can't be. How can how can he be gone? I know yeah. him. He's in this house. He's my best friend. He's my dad. I live with him. I love mm-hmm. him. He can't be gone. Like I just remember walking to the house maybe like the day he passed away or the day after and I'm like, well, he can't, he's just not gone. Yeah, like there's pictures of him everywhere. His stuff's everywhere. That's what was hard living here last summer like we were talking mm-hmm. about. But yeah, just being home is hard with, for that yeah. reason at first. Oh my gosh, I totally skipped over after the funny purple sweatshirt moment. <laughs> I'm looking at my notes, yeah. you guys. I talked about what we're happy about, happy quote, but I skipped over what I sort of want to talk about. I guess I'm just interrupting here. You guys just got to bear with me. This is how my mind works. Um, <laughs> we're going to go back to what's, what being home is like without our dad, because like I was just saying, you're in denial and you come home at first or wherever this loved one, close one to you is, and you're just like, well... Obviously, they're still here. How can they just be gone? I think like, their stuff is here. Like, like yeah. I see them here, you know? Well, being in college, it's like I can stay in Boston and think to myself, oh, he's, like, back at home in New York like mm-hmm. he always is, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, where he's been for three and a half years, so, yeah, he's still there, you know? And then yeah. I got home for the summer, and I was living here, and it's just, it was really sad, and Teddy would carry around his slippers and his socks, yeah. and I'd, like, <laughs> try to not sob, <laughs> like, seeing So that, you felt like... like- being home over the summer, you started. It started to really hit you, and you were more like well, I was realizing just extra sad. Like I was, yeah. I feel like I was sleeping like all day. Like I, mm-hmm. and so was mom. Like we like weren't doing good. Like yeah, but just like seeing where he would be all the time in the kitchen, mm-hmm. the the like you TV like see and him everywhere. And, yeah, everything. I just see him like everywhere. I think I was in denial for like way longer than you guys, mm-hmm. and maybe like still am a little bit. Like I find moments where I'm like. Well, dreams is a whole nother thing, but I'll have a dream and I wake up and we, me and my mom and That my sister, would happen to me a lot, yeah. We always talk about this. We have a dream about him. Everything's good. We're hugging him. Like, me and Lucy are him, and him are, like, mm-hmm. hiking or in New York City or, yeah. like, when we were kids and everything's and good. And I wake up and I'm like, oh my god, like, thank god or something. Like, yeah. I'm like, thank it. And then I'm like, oh, no, Lucy, no. Like, I wake up and it feels so real and I'm like, oh, oh my gosh, like, him passing away was just yeah. a nightmare. Like, this is real life. And then, like, 30 seconds later, Phew. I'm like, <laughs> like yeah. wait a minute. Like, it's just really confusing. Mm-hmm. So... And then you're like, no, I'm living the nightmare. Yes. You're like, wait, that's this reality. <laughs> yeah. So, being home without him here is definitely difficult, especially when you're, like, in the environment that we were used to being with him here mm-hmm. and be him being in this environment. And that's why being somewhere like Ireland or Boston, mm-hmm. it was sort of almost easier to cope or just, I guess, lie to yourself, be in denial, because... Like, I remember right after he passed away, we had to go back to school. We had to finish. Yeah. And being there, it was like, well, he, he, he's just back home. Back in Bo- he's yeah, just probably I'll back home. Here. And, like, we're in Boston, and I'm just going to not think about it till I'm back home sort of thing, which I feel like was what I did. So now mm. when I'm back home, oh, my gosh. When I, the first couple of days I was home, mm. I was so emotional. My mom was like, I think 
you're really emotional because it's the first time you've been here for like mm-hmm. a long time with all your stuff here without him yeah. here. And so, yeah, it's it's definitely weird. But I think it is like a part of the grieving process and helps like move you along and you get used to it. And okay, so <laughs> second mm-hmm. stage, shock and denial mm-hmm. takes a while though. And I'm sure we still have moments where we're like, oh, well, he's just golfing with his buddies on vacation. Like, mm-hmm. the first week after he passed away, had his services, families in town, whatever, and I just remember being at the service, like, holding it together, being mm-hmm. like, okay, I guess we're, like, celebrating his life. This is weird. He's just, like, at man golf with his friends. Like, I just always would think that he was, like, golfing yeah. with his friends because that's what he loved to do. Yeah, I remember when I was in Ireland, like, working and stuff, I was like, I just would want, I want to call him, you know? Yes. And, like, tell him and... Send him pictures, tell him to come back, whatever, you know? I think that's the moments that really got to me at first, too, because, like I said, we weren't in this environment that we were used to being with him in because Mm -hmm. we were in college for four years. So what Mm -hmm. our relationship with him looked like at that point was FaceTiming him, calling him, texting him every day. And so Mm -hmm. I think that's what we probably both felt immediately, not being in Albany, Mm -hmm. being like, I just remember thinking that, too, like, well, I just I just want to text him or like I just want to show him this new apartment that I'm moving to. It was weird. I want him I to be a graduation. Felt that, things like that. Like I think I hadn't like let myself consider that, and then I was I think I like discovered that I was thinking that like subconsciously I was like I just really miss him, and then I was like oh I really want to like talk to him, like tell him what's been going, like how my work, it, like mm-hmm. whatever. I think it might have been after I got like fired from the sheep shop. I was like like hellbent to like get this guy back like what I, he was awful my boss but whatever so you just want to tell him what's going on yeah but you know what i started doing like journaling like, or in something? the beginning no I, you know i really should do that and we were talking about gratitude earlier that's I think what this journal was for originally and I, gratitude. <laughs> yeah Didn't journaling really keep up with it. all of it like but everyone's <laughs> the best I feel like the most productive people that are like successful are like, oh, I always wake up and write down like five things that I'm grateful yeah. for. I want to start my day off with that. I've always tried to do that. Can you hold me accountable Dara and would... make me do that, please? Yeah, Dara <laughs> would make me do that every time we hung up the phone. <laughs> good. See, that's good. And then it probably yeah. it forces you in a better mood because you're thinking mm-hmm. of that. But what were we saying? Oh, dad, in the beginning, when I would have things I would want to tell him or show him or whatever, I started realizing, I don't know, this is a little crazy, but maybe some people are with me here. I would, especially here, because you can see the stars better than you can mm-hmm. in Boston, I would take Teddy out at night and I would just talk to him. And I'm like, I know I too, he yeah. can hear me up there. I wish he could answer. I wish he could talk back. But I I'm just going to tell him. I haven't done that in a while, but yeah. I do that whenever I take Teddy I think out it's because I was... I was with Dara, like, I was not really alone. I'm like, I don't know, he's gonna think I'm insane. Yeah. But I remember doing that a lot here last summer. Mm-hmm. Every time I'd take Teddy out at night or something. It feels good to tell him. Yeah. Or if I had a text I wanted to send him in the beginning, I feel like I would just write it down and tell him about, like, my mm. new apartment and here's how graduation went or whatever. I think that's a good mm. thing, and I feel like I've heard that from other people. Their therapists tell them to journal and write things down mm-hmm. that they would tell them because... Yeah. I guess in a way, you putting it out there, like, they can probably still receive it in a way in heaven but um okay next step did we get to it yet no. <laughs> the second step <laughs> sorry we should probably like zip through what's the next sorry one? everyone we're so no 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 <laughs> you're skipping so many steps next one pain and guilt yeah i think this is good to talk about because lucy and i, I feel like both felt guilty yeah and i want to tell you when you lose someone close to you it's not your fault like listen loud and clear because I feel like people close to that person can feel 
guilty. I mean, I guess I don't know your specific situation, but I would I say depends, yeah. for the most part, like it's, it's not actually but your fault. You can fault. twist things into any way. And when you're mulling over the same facts in your head for like mm-hmm. months, weeks, days, hours, like, you know, mm-hmm. all like multiplied by a million. Cause... And you always <laughs> think, what if? Yeah. What it's just if? like a pressure cooker of like all these thoughts and you're like, okay, so it was my fault. Like that's yes. where it comes yes. down. You think about everything and you're like, okay, like two plus two yeah. equals this is obviously it's like, my well, fault. well, this shouldn't have happened and I should have done something and it would change yes. it from happening. I mean, we would always think that like, what if, what if we had changed his diet? What if we had spent more time with him before? What if yeah. we changed this? What if he didn't go in for what the operation? What if he wasn't what? in pain? What if he got help with that stuff so he Earlier. could be more active? Yeah, or- what? Yeah. Oh my god. So you always go through... like, connected and interconnected. So you you can drive yourself crazy and, like, in circles with that, but... Yes. It's not worth it. (laughs) When you're feeling guilt, know you have progressed to the second step. Okay, third step. Mm -hmm. Anger and bargaining. I feel like they always show this in, like, movies. I don't know why I think this in my head. Bargaining, like, you think, oh my gosh, if only I would give this for this or type of thing. I would... I remember telling you that type of stuff all the time. (laughs) Like, I'd, like I'd be like, I'd take my broken back 70 times yes. over and, like, everything that happened I to me in college mm-hmm. infinitely, like. <laughs> so, congrats. You have progressed to the third step. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what were the two? Bargaining and Anger what? and bargaining. Anger, yeah, and anger. Like, whenever, like, I try not to be bitter, but I find myself so bitter many <laughs> times. Like, literally, like, okay. any older person's birthday that's older than him, I'm like, you don't deserve it. He deserves it. Like, I don't know. <laughs> and I think I kind of I'm like, you old later. fart. Like, you should have been, it should have <laughs> been you. Like, or, like, when people have anniversaries, <laughs> I get, like, angry because I'm like, mom and dad should have been able to have their 60th. Yes. Like, Dara's grandparents just had their 60th and we mm-hmm. celebrated it, which was hard because it was the day after dad's birthday. Mm-hmm. It was July 4th and dad's birthday is July 3rd. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, trying to keep it together. But I, and, like, I don't know. It's hard because, obviously, I, I can tell I am, I'm very, like, happy for them and, like, I don't know. I love them all. I, like, love Dara's family. But then, like, I still have, like, those demented thoughts where I'm, like, I'm bitter. <laughs> Mom and dad are never going to be able to have yeah. their 60th. Like, they deserved it and, like, all this stuff. But. It's good that you talk about it like that, though, because although you recognize, like, okay, this might be bad that I'm, like... I'm upset at old people for, like, you know, their life and living this long. Yeah. I think that's actually a very normal reaction during grieving. Or, like, a a common thing that people feel. And it's really weird when we would, like, you know, go to the grocery store and see an old couple and be, like, actually pissed off. But I think that's just a part of grieving and it happens to people. And it's really weird. It's really weird. Like, I remember talking. I've never felt so you know bitter who I remember or like saying random this? hatred. Like, I guess I won't so say weird. exactly who. Not like actual it. hatred, but still. But just bitterness. Like, I, I won't say the exact friend in case the mom doesn't want me to say this, but I remember talking with a close friend's mom. And after she lost her mom, she's like, I remember being at the grocery store and seeing old women, old men, and just being so angry. Yeah. That why couldn't that be my mom? Or yeah, why couldn't dad that... didn't have, like, a gray hair on his head, so yeah. I'm, like, still... <laughs> so I feel like we could get... Yeah. I, I don't get really angry when I see old people anymore, but in the beginning, I'm sure I did. I would a lot, and then I think... Yeah, sometimes I get set off, but <laughs> I think it depends on, like, the timing of it. Like, obviously, if it's around dad's birthday, and yes. I'm already really emotional, and, like... Yeah. 
And then yeah. after anger and bargaining, that's the third one. The fourth one is depression, which, you know, the pain, anger, depression, I feel like all goes together for me a little bit. But that's different. Like, the mm-hmm. depressed moments of grieving, I'm sure everyone could assume what that would be like. Yeah. Like, it feels like I was telling Lucy before this podcast, I typically don't have depressed thoughts or feelings, so I guess I wouldn't really know. But for me, and grieving what that felt like. And this felt like the very beginning of just sort of shock, but just feeling mm. like I was like a shell of myself, like feeling really hollow yeah, and empty. empty. And like you literally can't get out of bed because you're just sad and like so hung up on the idea of yeah. like, how can this be real? Like, this is so not fair. I'm not over it. Yeah, like nothing's, it's not worth getting out of bed. Like it's not, nothing's going to make it better. Nothing's better right now. Like it's not going to make it better if I do this or that. Yeah. yeah. So that's really tough. But I guess that's after anger and bargaining. So, oh yeah, I, and the I five feel like stages they can is the come, fourth step. Like together, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like, yeah. Sometimes I'm sad, and then I like get set off because I see someone celebrating a birthday. Like it's that not he a linear reach or something. Like it, seven yeah. steps. It can be. It's not like oh okay, thank God you've moved on from. <laughs> That's what I was like. Congrats, you like, moved to the third step. You're still gonna feel guilt when you're yeah. depressed or whatever, you know. Yeah, and then after depression, it says the upward turn, which. I don't I'm really waiting know. for maybe no. <laughs> maybe you're starting to feel hopeful, and no. then six is reconstruction and working through it, and seventh is acceptance and hope. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, and then the five stages, more simply, it kind of just condenses the seven is denial. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is what people typically yeah, do: denial, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance, mm-hmm. and yeah. To be honest, I don't even know if Lucy and I have moved to acceptance and hope. I mean, I guess in certain ways, but like, like I I'm said, a cluster of it all. Yeah, I don't think it's a linear thing. I think. And we then sometimes feel I'm like, you know, like he, like Dara always says this, like he's always like, well, he would no matter what, he wouldn't want you to be sad. Like he mm-hmm. would never, Love no that. matter how he went, like whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. He's like, that's what would make him. I'm gonna cry. Lucy, you're looking sad right now, and it's gonna make me cry. I saw your eyes getting teary. <laughs> no. We made it 47 minutes with no crying, so I'm so impressed with us. Guys, Lucy looks yeah. so cute and like a little girl when she cries, and it's gonna make me cry. I'm like a kid when I cry. But, um, yeah. Lulu, you're right, and Dara's right. Yeah. And, and then I, I feel bad because sometimes, like, Don't I found bad. it was hard. Because sometimes I just get caught in, like, my angry, like, depressed mindset or whatever. Like, especially during COVID, I feel like it gave you, like, too much time to think about the things yes. that you couldn't think about before. Yes. And I know, like, I'm so grateful because I know mm. it was, like, a really, it's still a really bad situation for a lot of people who, like, domestic violence, like, all that stuff. Like, I'm, like, people being so sick. grateful I have, like, support. Yeah. And, like, people being in sick. In hell. And, like, I'm healthy and everything, but I also mm-hmm. felt bad because I feel like I would just get in, the, like, these spirals of, like, being sad or angry or, like, it shouldn't have happened or whatever, like, feeling all of the stages, like, at once. And, like, I don't know. It's just about, like, recognizing the people that are there to support you and, like, appreciating them. Because mm-hmm. I so- feel like a lot, I would just kind of take it for granted. Mm-hmm. Ooh. It's okay. But, yeah. And I think that's a part of it. Like, after a part of guilt is feeling like, oh my, and I felt like I really felt this. Like, I just feel like with Dara, he'd always want me to be like grateful. And I'm like, it's easier than it looks, like, whatever. And like, get mad at him. But I'm like, he's like just trying to be helpful, you know? Yeah. 
So I feel like it's like that, important to remember the people that are supporting you would not like and tell them misdirect sure your it. like anger and frustration because like yeah those are the people around you so I'm sure like if you're feeling angry and frustrated that's like where it's gonna go but like mm-hmm. don't I don't know channel into something else like work out or something like yeah. I wasn't but I think we would take like part of the guilt maybe we think back oh my gosh when we were angsty teens in high school like we were so terrible to our parents like yeah our poor like angsty teenage twins are like literally a wrecking ball in his home like angry but then it's like you can't feel too guilty for too long or too sad for too long they don't want that and he knows it's not gonna change anything lucy he knows how much he used us you can't feel bad or feel good i thought you were gonna say that you felt bad for feeling all of this during pandemic time because other people are dealing with their health and crazy stuff like that that's what i thought well i didn't well i know like people are fighting for their lives it but it also like for everyone dealing with anything with mental health it just comes to a head when you're stuck with yourself yes and you're stuck with maybe like a small family or in a small space you know yeah if people can't go seek help and go see their therapist in person and these kind of things yeah i know what you mean yeah guys i was just holding lucy's hand she's so cute Mm -hmm. (laughs) i love her so much you know what i heard from someone lucy um it was a girl that i just met we were in an elevator anyway the whole the whole story of how we got there doesn't really matter Mm -hmm. anyway this girl i just met we were in an elevator and i was crying i was crying so much and she looked at me in the elevator she's like i'm sorry i don't know if this is like really inappropriate to say but i just want to let you know you're a really cute crier like i hope you take that as like a positive (laughs) thing like you your face you look really cute when you cry and i was like oh and i like laughed and i was like that does Mm -hmm. make me feel better and you do too because we're twins (laughs) isn't kim's like an ugly crier Who's Kim? Kim Kardashian. Oh, Kim. Kim K. <laughs> yeah. Probably because of all her Botox. No, or like remember the pictures of her crying. Yeah. It's like, but you're a cute but crier, I mean, Lucy. Everyone has the, the right Lucy to cries, um, show their emotions. She like, looks like um when she a was vulnerable like kid. <laughs> four years old. Oh my gosh, I, baby Lucy is like so ingrained in my head because she still kind of looks like baby Lucy. Yeah, She's Julie so was cute. saying it was so cute. I'm looking at the picture of me with a dolphin. <laughs> you're so cute. Did you have your braces there? Um, probably, yeah. Maybe you got them off. Oh my god, you're so squinty. You're like, your smile looks like the so dolphin smile. Um, but I want Lucy to be able to talk about her more quotes from mm. Man's Search for Meaning by Victor Frank. But first, I just wanted to say, because yeah. we talked about all the stages, I wanted to just say personally, for me, um, feeling very numb and empty at the beginning was very normal, and I'm mm-hmm. sure Lucy felt that way two yeah right and how it's just such an isolating feeling mm-hmm. and you're like all right cool i'm the only person in the whole world that's ever lost their dad yeah like that's actually how it yeah. feels and it's like even if other people have lost their dad they don't know what i'm going through because i'm blah 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 and, and like my blah, blah, blah. dad was better and yeah. our relationship was amazing and we were best friends that's how it feels yeah. and then you reflect and you're reasonable and you're like oh my god Everyone holds a lot of love for their family like, or their yeah. the people they care Most about. Most people their... go through losing a parent. Yeah. And it's awful. And it's like, why don't we learn about that in school? I don't know. Yeah, I need to read. But, um, yeah, we uh, talked about angry for at old people, angry at yeah. other dads, normal, you'll get through it, and having, I think, just having breakdowns and extreme sadness at random moments is normal. If you hear a song that reminds you about them, if you see something that reminds you of them, literally anything, it can be mm-hmm. the most random moments. Like, 
oh, what was it with my mom? I think I was using some of his tools, mm-hmm. and she just started crying. Um, because it reminded her of him, and we obviously. we through all of the cooking stuff. And yeah, and we cried. cleaned through the kitchen. he was a really big cooker. And so that makes her sad. He was a very good oh, chef. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. We were cleaning through some stuff in the kitchen, and it made her really sad. We found escargot that he was going to make with, like, the little shells to serve mm-hmm. it in and whatever. Oh, you guys, he was such a good cook. But, um, yeah, what cook. I was going to say... Oh, just because you were talking about, like, everyone deals with whatever. Like, everyone deals with people passing. And and there's a quote that says, If there is a meaning in life at all, then there must be a meaning in suffering. Suffering is an an eradicable part of life, even as fate and death. Without suffering and death, human life cannot be complete. And I'm like, it is just, like, a fact of life. Yeah, it's awful. But it is. It's awful. But, yeah... Suffering in of itself is meaningless, and we give our suffering meaning by the way in which we respond to it. So by the, like, and other time, like, it says pretty much the same thing in the book a couple times, but it says, like, in the way that you bear your cross or, like, your burden and, like, your suffering and, like, going forward, kind of, like, how you do that, like, shows a lot about your character and, like, mm-hmm. yeah, like, how, like, your, your strength and everything, you know? And I was I telling you earlier huge. that how you deal with it, how you come away, how you react mm-hmm. to that reminds me a lot of what daddy would always say about things like realize mm-hmm. that you can only control yourself yeah. in the situation and how you respond. And that reminds me, say the quote that I always think is funny when you say. Oh, yeah. It's like water off a duck's back or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't even remember him saying that, but yeah. you do. Because like, you yeah. would probably react or get hung up on things out of your control so daddy would say that to you yeah yeah because there's another quote it says forces beyond your control can take away everything you possess except for one thing your freedom to choose how you'll respond to the situation because specifically in this book they're talking about concentration camp that's really like stripping you of everything like even your previous like yeah like they don't even na- like you don't even have your name your, your anything, dignity your, your soul previous your personality identity like mm-hmm. nothing um but it's like you cannot control what happens to you in life, but you can always control what you feel and what you do about what happens to you. So, like, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, Dad would say, like, water off a duck's back and stuff like that. But, yeah, he'd always say, like, you can't control what happens, but you can control how you react. And that's pretty much the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think, like, just knowing, like, that all the loved ones or people that you know that have passed... Like, they wouldn't want you to be sad because they loved you and they care about you. And if, like, it's, I don't know, it's, like, almost, like, if you live your whole life being sad, that's not, they wouldn't want that. They don't want that for you. Even, like, if you're sad for, I don't know. Like, I go back and forth because I'm, like, he deserves people to mourn him and grieve him. He Mm -hmm. was incredible. Like, that's a huge loss to everyone. Like, I don't know. But... Yeah, I go back and forth. I think because he it, also wouldn't want us to be. Hung yeah, up and, I think of it like that. Someone told me, and I really agree with this. Mm-hmm. It's okay to be sad, but remember that they don't want you to be yeah. too sad for too long. You can have moments of sadness. You can have your breakdown yeah. on their birthday, like I did on his birthday this year. Mm-hmm. You can have that. But ultimately, they want you to be happy. They want you to have your victorious life where you Mm -hmm. feel fulfilled and inspired. And they want you to find love. And they want you to be happy. And they want you to find joy in their memory. And they want you to do things that they loved and honor them. 
and they yeah. just don't want you to be too sad for too long. Mm-hmm. So that's what helps me. Yeah. And I think, well, yeah, in reading this book, it was it was just kind of talking about being strong and, like, but more than that, like, overcoming and, like, like staying the person you are or, like, becoming even, like, having, like, your, keeping your ideals and your morals and learning and, like, all of that. And there was, like, one quote by Dostoevsky. It says, there's only one thing I dread not to be worthy of my sufferings. So hmm. it's, like, a weird way to look at it. What does that mean? But, well, to me, it kind of means, like, I don't know. It's obviously, like, such big, um, I don't know, like, events or, like, things that, like, are causing us grief and whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, to be able to come out the other side and be, like... I don't know, be strong enough to, like, bear them, bear the cross, like, whatever, like, like he was saying in the book, but Mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it, just, like, carrying on, like, that's how I see it, like, being strong enough to, like, like, deal with what you're dealt, kind of. Yeah, what life throws at you. Yeah. Wait, say the one about love is the ultimate goal. Yeah. I like this this one. one, like, literally made me cry when I was reading the book because... He was so young when he went to the concentration camp and he was married and his wife got taken like to a different and he was hoping she was alive but like she was probably like gassed the day one Mm -hmm. and like he was talking about I think it was like her 24th birthday Mm. and he like he so he knew what day it was and was like remembering her and hoping she was around and whatever mm-hmm. and he uh, he was working at the concentration camp and he, he just like had a vision of her like with him mm-hmm. and um yeah so he said the truth that love is the ultimate and the highest goal to which man can aspire and the salvation of man is through love and in love and i'm like that's so sweet mm-hmm. Lulu, my <laughs> Lucy looks like she's about to cry. She's saying all of this. It's okay, sissy. That's very sweet. I'm just thinking of mom. I know. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna cry. We <laughs> need a break, everyone. So Frankel, in like the very beginning, says like there's three sources of meaning, like people can find in life, like three types, like in work, like doing something significant, in love, caring for another person, or encouraged during difficult times. Mm-hmm. so yeah that so precious i know i really like that wow now we're both <laughs> because i think that does make you feel meaning in life that like is a yeah. meaningful life and he life. like still love like still loved her and like their connection or whatever mm-hmm. yeah doing something significant caring for one another encouraged during difficult times i love yeah that. i literally yeah love it's that. honestly crazy reading this book because like I'm sad about my grief but like just like worldwide like in like you know like in history history and like the span of everything like it's just so 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 sad reading about this stuff yeah what people have to go through it's so awful how people treat each other like I know it's It's okay (laughs) guys Lucy is like the most I don't know how to describe it. I like empathize empathetic. with everything. She's very empathetic. She it takes like, like feels, nothing. She feels very and deeply. I feel like immediately She's very how, caring. Other, how other people feel. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. But oh, yeah. You're such a you've such a kind soul, Lulu. That reminded Thanks. me when you were talking about 
mommy i think that's what made me start getting really sad that's i always think about things like oh, my throat like you know when yeah. your throat burns my throat burns oh right i thought now. you were gonna say it's closing i'm like yeah my throat closes <laughs> i feel like maybe it's like anxiety and who knows who yeah knows? like we can grieve as much as we can for the loss of the most amazing dad but someone who knows him even better and has been with him mm-hmm. even longer than us is our mother and they yeah. were like the love of each other's life yeah and partners like i literally i was thinking about it the other day and i don't know why they're but like the partners to parents. me is like such a significant term because mm-hmm. it's like partners in life it's not like oh it's just my boyfriend or like my girlfriend like you know yeah and, like partners it's like you're in it together and you're like equals and yeah. you're just like they're yeah exactly mm-hmm. um so i wanted to say and hopefully i don't cry through it how my mom told me at some point maybe like a couple months after my dad passed away and she was like, I want to tell you something. I had this moment of sort of realization. And she's like, I want to let you know that it just came to me where I was like, I can do this. And I have to keep going. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, that's sort of like her moment of hope finally arrived. Yeah. And it made me so emotional. I was like, yes, mom. Like, I always knew you could. Yeah. And it just took her a moment because it's like her heart was literally ripped out of her chest mm-hmm. and her, the rug was yanked out from underneath yeah. of her. Like that. Yeah. When she lost her husband of almost 25 years. Mm-hmm. So that meant a lot to me because it's like as her daughters, we worry yeah. like crazy about her and we just love her and squeeze her and yeah. we are so blessed to have the strongest, most mm-hmm. independent mom and I feel yeah. so lucky that's that's what her personality has always been because I think her independent nature of like loving spending time with herself Mm -hmm. on her own and just being so strong and like taking care of herself that sort of thing yeah has um really benefited her in this whole situation and that she you know was working it's not like she wasn't Mm -hmm. working and she lost like also the only source of income or I don't even know I know that's very like specific or like logistical but I don't know things like that I just Mm -hmm. we're very lucky and blessed with our mama but everybody knows that we think that I feel like we always talk about her she's the best oh so to conclude you guys we're over an hour can you believe Mm -hmm. it over an hour um is there anything else i need to say oh yeah tell us anything else and then i just want to move to what has helped us specifically Um, well, I just like this because I took Latin in high school and a bit of PU, um, but it says, et lux in tenebris lucit, and I, people probably don't take Latin, so no one knows what I mean. I have no idea. But it says, <laughs> and the light shineth in the darkness, and I think, I don't know, I love that. Mm. You want to know what that reminds me of? What? Well, a part of things that have helped me is seeing signs mm-hmm. and not to get like too into it. I'm sure like the full full moon. Or whatever. Yeah, I'm sure a lot mm-hmm. of you are religious and spiritual. I'm sure a lot of you are not at all. So mm-hmm. regardless of any of that, I think. Yeah, we're on both ends of the spectrum yes. ourselves. So. Yeah, Lucy and I differ a lot in that way. So mm-hmm. I think regardless of that, you can maybe or try to tell yourself to look for signs from heaven. And one that I wanted to say earlier on, like in the beginning of this that I never did, Lucy, Mm. guess what I saw this morning right in front of my eyes? What? That flew up right in front of me in front of the window and disappeared very quickly. What? A red cardinal. 
my gosh. And you know how every, oh my gosh, I'm going to cry. People always say that's like one of the most like direct signs from heaven. Really? Yeah. Mm. And I've been thinking about recording this podcast, planning it out. And I feel it obviously just being home. I think about, well, I think about them all day, every day. I'm always thinking about them. And so I was working out this morning and right in front of the window, saw this cardinal and I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, hi dad. Like, like literally certain things. I'm like, yeah. hi, hi dad. I, I see saw, you. Um, a blue, was it a blue or I think it was a gray herring. Um, they're like the really big, or maybe a great hair. I don't know. I no, I think there's just the big ones, but I know Daryl loves them. Like the blue herons. They had them like specifically in like random, like in like Europe, but then they also have them in Zambia. Which oh. is so weird, but Darius, I think Darius saw one there, and he also saw them in Amsterdam and in Ireland, so it would, like, remind him of home when he was in Amsterdam. Oh. And then I saw one at the lake. It, like, literally nearly flew into me. It was huge. Yeah. And I was on the phone with Dara, and I was like, oh my god. Yeah, sometimes you just have to I've let been... yourself see the signs, because yeah. they will nearly knock you over, and you have to recognize mm-hmm. What it is. Yeah, I feel like in, like, dragonflies at the lake last yeah. summer, like, I saved one. <laughs> it really? was, like, drowning, and I, like, fished out my flip-flop. You did! I remember that. And then it was just sitting on my flip-flop and chilling with me when I was tanning. And it was so cute, and I was taking a photo shoot of it. <laughs> but, yeah, my mom was saying that dragonflies are, like, a sign from dad. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. I made a whole video plugging my YouTube channel, everyone. Go watch. I made a whole video about signs from him. And there's yeah. definitely even more ever since I made that video. But it's sort of like, I mean, depending on if I, you're about it or yeah. not. But even if it's not and it's in my head, I don't really care. That's because what it I helps think. Me. But I don't know. Coincidences are so rare. I, but And also, because yes. like so many play- times I would go to like a restaurant and they'd play like one of Dad's and my song or like one of his songs and I'm just like, trying to not cry or whatever yep. um but every time i'm like like these boots are made for walking i knew that's so weird you just and said that because that's what was in i my don't head. even know if that's what it's called but and then like, that's what we call it whack a boom when we were little <laughs> yeah and then like mr blue sky yeah. like that stuff just tears Keish me Lorraine, up Lucy, Lorraine, <laughs> yeah the b52 <laughs> like listening to music is like i feel like really hard the BGs. it'll bring you nor like it brings me back more than like It'll bring back, like, the emotions and everything, like... I tried listening to Nora Jones one night in the shower. No. And I cried for, like, 30 minutes. No, maybe I listened to... I remember watching Atomic Blonde with Dad. That's, Mm -hmm. like, my favorite movie with Charlize Theron. Yep. And I listened to the soundtrack a lot because it's fire. And, like, one of them is Father Figure by... I forget who it is. Came out in the shower and I just sobbed the whole shower. Yeah. After that. I know. Certain songs... I can think about Nora Jones and cry. Yeah. Like, just thinking about... Yeah, I feel like music is, like, emotional. Yes. Brings you right back to mm-hmm. these moments and memories. Like, it and ties you to memories. And even listening to music that I would listen to before he passed away. Like, mm-hmm. I couldn't do that for a long time. I had to make, like, all new playlists. Because if I, like, I don't know. It, it just, just reminds you of old times. Sad, yeah. Or, like. Yeah. Weird. It's weird. Wait, I need to interrupt for a sec. I feel like you were just saying something that was reminding me of something oh yeah we were talking about music and i said this in my video about signs but one that's so obvious to me guys this is not a coincidence so i just have to say it quick and as an example we were leaving his service and i got in hannah one of our best friends cars this was you know last march so uh, Mm -hmm. for coronavirus don't worry (laughs) so i was with my friend hannah 
getting in her car. My cousins were in the back seat, leaving the service. Yeah. Were you with Dara? I don't know. I was I with know Randall was and Dara. Okay. I was in the minivan. We like packed in all okay. the flowers and. Okay, yeah. So I was with Hannah. We get in the car. She turns on the car, mm-hmm. and Bittersweet Symphony is playing oh on the God. radio, and I lose it. I absolutely lose it. I kept it together the whole service, nope. and I'm like, this is literally my dad talking yeah. to me. This is him coming to me right now in this moment in this car, because this mm-hmm. is such an old song. This is, like, so emotional and, like, in my soul in moments with you and him on the back porch at our old house in the summer. Is that what mm-hmm. you think of, Lucy? Because that's what I think of. Yeah. Playing Bittersweet Symphony, blasting it out back, like, over the balcony, on the patio. Oh, my gosh. And I'm like, okay, hi, Dad. Like, that's you. And that song is never on the radio. It's such an old song. I'm like, this is on for a purpose and a reason. And it's for me to hear it right now because mm-hmm. it's signed from my dad. So, things like that. I know I said I wanted to talk about things that have helped us. So, one of them is signs and just letting yourself be open to recognizing signs from them in any Mm -hmm. situation because if you look for them you will find them Mm -hmm. like you will see them um but something else that you do lucy that's helped you Um, in your grieving like you're feeling down right now (laughs) what's something you do that makes you feel better well for a while i feel like i would just try to distract myself but Mm -hmm. then you you're not like I don't know. That's You're like not pushing the problem off. Yeah. yeah. You're not because dealing then with it. it'll just come crashing down. <laughs> yeah. Like it comes um, back. So I feel like, yeah, like thinking about it and letting myself cry or like what, mm-hmm. I, like writing, to, like I don't know. At the beginning, I was really scared to forget like literally anything. Yeah. I was like, if I forget, like forget his voice or what, I'm going to cry. But, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, so I just write down like things he liked, like TV shows he liked, like whatever foodie whatever like literally anything ever that he liked or reminded me of him or whatever and then like I was gonna make like a playlist on Spotify with all of his like favorite songs and then I was like I put one song in it it was a blubbering mess and <laughs> yeah, just like, like I can't do tabled that but I feel like it's not like like don't push yourself too far but also like yeah I don't know do what you're comfortable with like with like journaling or whatever because even that's hard like putting it into words and like seeing it written out like yes i'm like well that is that all it is like now all these big thoughts and like moments are just like me writing it down so i don't forget now like i don't know whenever i write it out i cry the whole time obviously because i'm like putting my thoughts into words i'm like the print like the cardboard princess castles or whatever like shit like that it just makes me like, yeah. I'm like, well, that's all that is. Little girls. That made me really sad when yeah. you said I don't want to forget his voice. Yeah. Because that sounds literally awful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. I was picturing that. But and then, but we have all these um the like so many home videos like literally. We do. Like I'm pretty sure if you sat down and watched them all, you could be there for like months. <laughs> like I don't know. Yeah. And I, but I really want Dara and like. Obviously myself when I'm ready, but I would like love to watch them. Yeah, because I feel like it's a good window into like parenting and like whatever. Like he would have been like a great grandfather. But if you get stuck up in like the future, like oh I'm gonna be like who's gonna walk me down the aisle, like stuff like that, you can get caught up in like the really bad thoughts, like that just make you sad or yeah. Like I I remember like a genuine and like I would say to Dara and he's like well you can't actually feel like that and I'm like I'm sorry but this is how I feel right now I'm like I don't know I'm like I don't know if I'll ever be as genuinely happy as I was like before he passed away you yeah. know 
I know. I think worrying and like, about... And, like, even my wedding, I'm like, I'm going to be so sad. Like, that's going to be a sad day. And he's yeah. like, well, you can't think about it like that. Like, especially, yeah. like, it's obviously too soon to yeah. be, like, freaking out, but... I think when you think about really big ideas like that, like, oh, my gosh, am I yeah. ever going to be as happy as I was before again? Or, oh, my gosh, yeah. I can't imagine graduation, having children, wedding, big mm-hmm. things like that. You can't let yourself think about that. Yeah. And that's all you think about in the beginning. And you... I know it's hard when you're, like, don't think about it. That's all you think about. But yeah. I think the one thing that, like, comforted me the most... And Lucy, mind you here, Lucy and I had our college graduation that he had a countdown app in his phone looking forward to for years. Mm-hmm. Near, like, yeah. a month and a half after losing him. Yeah. Like, it, he, we were almost there. And so it was literally, like... Mm-hmm. I remember walking across the stage feeling like I was getting stung by 100 bees because... Yeah. I, it was just so yeah, like am I still walking? Am I here? Like <laughs> it was so bittersweet. Like I specifically <laughs> remember looking back up into the crowd on the right side of me. Like I remember it so specifically and seeing all of you sitting there. Mm-hmm. And obviously someone's missing, but mm-hmm. whew, you just have to remember the big moments that they literally have a front row seat and like they are there in spirit, yeah, watching over. I think it's mm, well. I don't know if we should get into. I was gonna say because I think. I think it's easier, I I don't know, I'd prefer if I was, like, more religious so that I could see it like that. Yeah. Because, but also, obviously, after, like, a big loss or some traumatic event, like, it shakes your beliefs and yep. maybe you're starting from ground zero and you're gonna navigate where, like, what you feel and what you believe or whatever. Yeah. Like, I think mom maybe is experiencing that from what I've gathered. But I've just yeah, having I've it shake up her and beliefs forth. and her faith kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Like For I sure. don't I'm not sure what she how she's feeling about it, but I yeah, I just remember like our cousin Randall, he was asking, like, how do we feel about it? Because like uh-huh. he's been through some stuff and he he's he's religious and I feel like that's very that's like a very good backbone to have or mm-hmm. like a I don't know. And, like, because I always good, think like, about it, like, I, like, I'm, like, I hope I'll see him again. Like, I really, but if, I don't know. I don't want to just, like, hope myself into believing. I want to, like, actually believe to believe yeah. or something. So, I don't know. I'm happy that we both have our voices in this episode because we do, or we are so different, have different beliefs. Mm-hmm. And I do believe, personally, that faith and religion can really help out a lot yeah in times of loss but lucy's so right i can i'm i won't say her name again just because but i have Mm -hmm. a close friend who recently lost a parent Mm -hmm. and she's very religious and she's like to be honest i'm like like that's like the one time where it like shakes up your beliefs and Mm -hmm. you're like god hello yeah big traumatic events it's like or I have... It's like, so he chose this. Yeah, like how... Why? You why? Know? Like, I thought yeah. you listened to my prayers. I thought you had my back. And I have a f- close family member who's very religious as well. And she said she was very angry and upset with God. And I think more recently, she was like, I had this moment where I felt like he was here with me and had my back again. And she was like, oh, hi, God. Like, you're back. And she's like, I felt like he literally said to me, duh, I've always been here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like... Yeah. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm glad when people, I don't know, I'm glad when people believe in religion and, like, I don't know, I feel like it's obviously every person's right to mm-hmm. believe or to search for what they believe and to, ex- like, experiment with whatever religions and I feel like all of them are rooted in the same kind yeah. of ideals. Yeah. 
Um, so I do, like, I, I, I don't know. I do. You know who you should talk I, to? I'm not, like, what's it called? Atheist? Like, I'm not like yeah. that. I th- Is it called, like, agnostic? I, I think really you're know. spiritual. I, like, recognize all the religions, mm-hmm. and I know that, like, I, it's not, like, everyone's crazy because everyone's saying this similar stuff you know so I feel like maybe there is something but who knows and I think (laughs) that's very common of like well maybe just the people that I've run into at BU but I'm gonna make a general generalization Mm -hmm. like young people our age I think are less like uh maybe classically or traditionally Mm -hmm. very religious for some religion it's like Mm -hmm. I'm not like this one I don't identify as like this one religion or having only these religious beliefs I would just say I'm like a spiritual type of person and I think you would enjoy speaking with Arlen because he's Mm -hmm. done so much reading and sort of like research about religion and he's like sort of the idea of like well how can all of these be a thing if like and everyone in one religion only believes that that one's right then how are they all a thing sort of thing and he's like what i realize is i think they're all getting at the same thing they're all trying to explain the same thing yeah they don't want to like recognize that so i think you should talk to him about that yeah i definitely go back and forth but then i'm like is that just the easy way out like (laughs) if someone else is controlling it and there's a bigger plan for everything then you can just feel better about it but if the world's just random and we're all just on this rock it's like (laughs) nothing matters then like i don't know i know you can get really like existential and start yeah. questioning everything. And I know, I well, I, I have talked to Dara a lot about religion because he's from Ireland and it's very, Catholic. people are very religious. Yeah, Catholic, like Roman right. Catholic. Uh-huh. Um, and there's like a lot of, like, yeah, it's just a huge part of the culture. Like huge, huge, huge. And like, especially like going back a couple of years, like I feel like it was even bigger, but with like the church scandals and all the, that bad stuff. Like, the little boys being whatever. Oh, gosh. Like, just, like, despicable stuff, but, um... Okay. But, yeah, so, I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying, so, like, I don't know. I feel like in Ireland, like, it's, you're, it feels like you're less free, and I guess it depends on, like, your family and if they're traditional, like, you're less free to, like, kind of experiment with what you believe in because it's so one way. Mm-hmm. I'm sure That's people why can I feel relate like it's to nice, that. Like in America and like well, well not specific, not like America's great because but I'm, I feel like certain areas. It depends like where you're from. Yeah, and it depends what you believe in. Like certain honestly, cities, things are still like areas, regions, still what's it called? Discriminated against. I feel like, mm-hmm. but um, like yeah. I feel like certain areas and cities and regions are yeah. predominantly like one religion, and yeah. they might feel people could feel pressured or like your family even your family yeah could pressure your fam- you. that's yeah yeah i feel like that's a big thing but yeah just exploring what you potentially believe in or what you i don't know what yeah. you align with i think grieving could be a good time if you maybe have never had any uh past experience with any sort of like spiritual thoughts or like religious mm-hmm. ideas maybe you could i don't know look into it it might yeah. give you some solace is that the word some yeah peace. some solace i don't know what that means i don't oh, know why that came good. to mind that is that was the right good. word that's a really good word to <laughs> quantum sol- solace is like a james bond movie <laughs> but yeah it's like little peace kind of quantum or so much, okay can i tell called. them a couple other things that help me specifically that i can think of mm-hmm. especially in the beginning you guys this probably is like over said but i swear exercise because I wish I exercised more. I still haven't gotten into it since, like, that passed. I tried to for a bit in Ireland, but mm-hmm. I think it would definitely be good to... 
well, serotonin, obviously. Yeah, the endorphins just getting yourself out of bed and having any sort of routine. Well, that's the hard part. Huge. (laughs) That's the hard part. Just getting started is literally the hard part. But when I would be in a little ball in my apartment Mm -hmm. that we lived in, um, I was about to say the name. Do you guys know Dexter? I think I've said it before. It is I don't what know. It is. I'd we be don't in a, live there anymore. Yeah, we don't, so it's fine. I lived in a little ball. I lived. I was in a little ball. <laughs> I lived was a in this ball. In a ball. <laughs> I would be in this little ball by myself in our apartment. Lucy was probably like at class. I don't know. No, in the I living was room. in bed too. Yeah, she was also in her ball, and yeah. I'd be crying. And I would march my little booty to the basement, go in the gym. It was always empty. I did work out a couple times. There. Yeah, and I would times. sit on the bike and I would cry, and probably someone mm-hmm. would walk in and see me and turn back around and leave. I don't even know, but I, I just remember wearing yeah being yeah, in sorry, there alone. Yeah. Literally yeah. letting it all out, crying on the bike, and I would let it out. And guess what? I'd feel a lot better because the endorphins would force me into a good mood. I'm not like a public crier. I can't be like yeah. It's we like both hate even that. around like Dara's parents. I, well, I was think like, everyone. I don't want to be. But I like can't believe you'd cry on the bike. Like every time I felt like I was gonna cry, I'm like, nope, gotta go be alone. Like gotta hop in the shower so no one can tell I'm well, crying. Normally, or no one would be in there, so That's it just true. worked really well. Even if you're not like, okay, I'm gonna go get a good workout in while I'm crying, go for a walk outside. I would go for a lot of walks. That was nice. I think, and that brings me to my next point: being in nature. Mm-hmm. Something about like the elements of the earth always being yeah. constant. Ground you, you have, make you feel like everything's gonna be okay. Like honestly, that Ireland's like the most incredible country, and like the na- I like just being in nature there was like, like I don't know, it was so peaceful and like deeply resonating. Like I don't know, mm-hmm. it was just very nice and like like almost therapeutic, and I could yeah. just like see him and like everything, you know. Oh yeah. Like every time I'd look out the window, I'd be like, oh, the sky looks like Daddy's eyes, and like. Mm-hmm. Because they'd be, like, bluish-gray. Aww. <laughs> Lulu. But, yeah. Oh, you're making me cry. <laughs> um, okay, other things that help. Like, right now, want to know who would help you by squirming around in your yeah, arms? Teddy and Brody. Brody. Teddy. <laughs> Animals. Yeah. Okay, specifically pets that you can squeeze help yeah. a lot. Don't they? Petting cats a dog, are nice because cats just cats will too. chill with you. They re- When you pet an animal, it releases what in your head? Yeah. I forget, what it, I forget what one it is. I forget which one it is. But it I physically know, like make maybe unless you hate animals. I don't know why you would hate animals, but if you do, like, don't do this. But most well, people allergic, who like animals. Like, I'm allergic, but I still <laughs> Guys, do. Lucy pets Brody and gets, like, hives on her face. Yeah. I, I shouldn't laugh. It's bad. in Ireland too, because I think cats are you love maybe animals, more allergic too. But you love them. Yeah. The I hives do. will go away, right? I know. <laughs> they say like allergies sometimes come and go, like in seven years. Like I don't yeah. know. Yeah. So I'm I like, that. maybe I'll sometime be like free of this. And I think I first got it when I was like a tween, and I was like, I'll be rid of it so soon. And now I'm like still allergic. Like <laughs> twenty three, maybe maybe fourteen years is my time. Because <laughs> I'm like I'm planning on getting like a Great Dane with Dara, like an Irish Wolfhound, like pets. Well, you better just keep your Zyrtec and Claritin. I know. Always I'm just gonna be pocket, stuffy girl. all the time, but it's worth it. it. It literally is worth it. Animals are like the most amazing thing. Yeah. Next up. Staying busy and being productive. Now, this is a double-edged sword because, like Lucy said, Mm -hmm. you can be trying to stay busy and be productive to, like, ignore what you're feeling. Mm -hmm. But I think instead of trying to do that, stay busy and productive so that you're distracted in a good kind of way. Mm -hmm. Like, you are just focused on things that make you happy. 
But I feel like keep a routine, but also, like, yeah. I feel like that routine could include, like, therapy or talking to, like, your sibling or, like, so, like, one of your yeah. loved ones that is also experiencing this loss and, like... Or 30 minutes where you whatever. cry every day yeah. <laughs> and just let it out. Because I always, there would be moments where I'd be really sad. I would just go let it all out and I'd feel a lot better. After. I think I cried maybe, I could probably count them, like, maybe 20 times while I was in Ireland. Like, I just tried not to cry so often that it would just come bubbling up like over me and I'd just be like a mess well that is how we're different as people too because I feel like well I I always had people around like if I was alone like I remember being alone I feel like I would cry like every day but I think typically But like with Dara I don't want him to be sad because I'm sad so I'm trying to you know oh I never really thought and then like like living with (laughs) and this is a whole other thing I, I say what you will about this, but we lived with a housemate, and I didn't tell him that my dad passed away, but I'd talk about my dad like he was still around, and so he'd, like, I one day he Ask was asking, because we were playing the PS4 that I brought from America, mm-hmm. and I'd log in with dad's account, and he's like, so what does he use? I'm like, nothing. Oh. And he's like, oh, he's like confused. And I'm like, oh my God, why did I do this yeah. to myself? You I know? know. But I think we both do that. But I would it's... talk about him like present. Dara would talk about him like past. Yeah. And Dara's like, and I'm like, stop giving it away. Like, you know, but Dara's like, do you want me to like tell them if you don't want to tell them? And I'm yeah. like, no, that's you tough. could, but maybe you shouldn't. But and think... then like COVID hit just in time for me to not have to be a blubbering mess at his one year anniversary or whatever so I think maybe people have their different ideas like you said say what you will but I think in my mind I think we both sort of talk about him in the present but I think it's a good thing in my head because he's still definitely just made it harder for myself though because then every day I was like anxious like oh my god oh my god like I can't believe I didn't I haven't told like our friend and I house you know I remember telling people I just met or like it would just I, feel, come I would out tell me. the randomest people, but yes, then like me too. with him, I was like, I just I felt like I could, and obviously you can do this with anything, but you could you feel like you're it's not the right time or like oh they're all like hanging out and playing video games like not right now, yeah. but or I just feel like people will talk about being tall or something, and I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. you won't even believe my dad's six foot nine. I told everyone, and that then would I'm listen. like backpedaling. I'm like, like he is is is. Okay. I always say is yeah, I'm just and like, they'll be like, no way. Did he play basketball? And I'm like, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it gets tough. It but I like that we talk about him in the present because I think mm-hmm. it shows that he's still such a big part of our life. And he is. Yeah. Yeah. It's just hard with, yeah, drawing the line with that. Like, either I feel like you have, I don't know, I guess it'll I do both. sort itself out. But I'm like, I feel like either you have to be, like, all present or all past. No. Like either. I do both. I catch myself. I'll be editing through mm-hmm. my vlogs and... Like, I was downstairs the other day, and I was like, oh, my parents do this. I still always, always I say, say my parents. parents. yeah. And, like, even though we only have one parent left, I don't know. I know. I'd say that to Dara, and, but obviously he knows what I'm talking about, you Yeah. Know? I still say that to my Like, comparing, like... My parents. Like, because, like, just talking about, like, his parents living with his parents versus living with, like, my parents, like, just during COVID, like, for a couple of months. I'm like, this is different, but... Yeah. I'd always say parents. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't even really think about that, but I do still talk about him in the mm-hmm. present. Um, oh, and what I was saying, I was trying to say before that, I think crying and the how we handle that differently is, mm-hmm. I feel like you've typically, throughout history, have been the type of person, you sort of like let mm-hmm. things that upset you bottle up, and then yeah. they all come flowing out. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like I haven't been like that some things more recently, 
I'll like cry about spilling a coffee and everyone's like, are you okay? And I'm like, no, I'm not okay. That was the tip of the iceberg. Like 20 mm-hmm. things happened before that that you didn't see. That's yeah. why I'm crying over the co- I don't care about the coffee. I care about X, Y, and Z before. Yeah. <laughs> but the coffee was the cherry on top. <laughs> I Yeah, I try to let it out because that usually makes me feel better. And that's what I always tell Lucy. I'm like, just let it out. You'll feel better. But I got I guess waterproof mascara because I'd cry so often like in public and well, try to like be fine like in Ireland. And especially. you're like, okay, the waterproof mascara will hide But then the I couldn't get it off and then I'd be waking up like a raccoon and like... And you're like, okay, it's not worth it. But I still use it the whole time I was in Ireland. <laughs> also with the rain, but primarily for tears. That's like the first reason I got it. Yeah. Okay, let's wrap this up in the next couple minutes because mm-hmm. this is an hour and a half right now. An I, hour I and got a half. call from the garage, but I'll just call back oh. after. Okay, sorry. This is getting so long, everyone. I knew this would be long, but I think it's really important and really meaningful, and I'm really happy that we're talking about this. So last couple things that help me and I assume help Lucy too. Listening to advice that I know he would give us because – we know our dad. Mm-hmm. We knew him for 22 years, the first 22 years of our life. And I think that's just what I always go back to. That's what I would go back to even when he was still alive. If he was busy, I would be like, mm-hmm. okay, in my head I would say, well, what would what would daddy do? What would he do? Mm-hmm. What would he say? What would he tell me to do? And that's what I still do. And since we've known him for so long, it's like he's prepared us for the time that he wouldn't be with us anymore. I sort yeah. of think. Because I'm like, Definitely. I can be really sad and be like, oh, I just wanted his opinion on this. And then I really think deep down and I'm like, I already know the answer because he taught us everything that we know. So that helps a lot. Um, hugging someone, being home with family, talking with your family and loved ones, talking with our dad's side of the family always makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. Checking in with them, seeing other things because they lost their brother son Mm. uncle you know we already said this but to stop worrying about the big moments and know that they're always with you that helps Mm. being out in nature talked about how helpful that is Mm -hmm. uh okay going through memories and photos i feel like i'm okay with now videos are still a little too Mm -hmm. tough for me because it just it's so close to home and i feel like he's right there in front of me and it's tough and as much as i want us to go watch all of those home videos it will happen at some point Mm. in the next year or two I'm sure but just like not tomorrow yeah <laughs> you know and I've always wanted to make like sort of a tribute video for him mm-hmm. in honor of him and showcase all those like amazing moments of him being like the most amazing dad and he yeah. would never know that they would be mm-hmm. out there seen by a lot of people but he deserves that because yeah. he was the best ever so if you made it this far in the episode <laughs> and I don't have in maybe you'll see that one day it'll be coming yeah. um I already talked about signs and how it's okay to be sad but they don't want you to be too sad for too long and that you ultimately in your grieving journey will happen upon Mm -hmm. some moments of peace and gratitude for Mm -hmm. the time you had the relationship you had with them and also depending on the situation that they are no longer in pain anymore because they're one Mm -hmm. of your loved ones and you don't want to see them suffer you don't want them to have to deal with that so that's things that have helped me and when all else fails Donuts, cinnamon rolls, even, and ice cream. <laughs> yeah, I was just Helps eating a lot too. of pasta, but yeah, that would have done the same. <laughs> the same. have <laughs> done the trick. Yeah, I didn't have that in Ireland. <laughs> mm-hmm. Are you gonna end us off with another quote? One, just because remember how I was saying, like, um, like the way you bear your suffering and your cross and that type of thing. I feel like that could have been confusing. Mm-hmm. So there's like more about it. It's um, he says so the way in which. 
a man accepts his fate and all the suffering it entails, the way in which he takes up his cross gives him ample opportunity, even under the most difficult circumstances, to add deeper meaning to his life. Mm-hmm. It may remain brave, dignified, and, and unselfish, or in the bitter fight for self-preservation, he might forget his human dignity and become more no, no more than an animal. And like that, like just because in the concentration camps, it's like people... Like, obviously, you're pushed to, like, extreme, extreme, extremes. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, like, people, yeah, it's, like, either you don't care about humans anymore or you keep your morals, you're giving out your last slice of bread that you only get one a week or whatever, Mm -hmm. like, stuff like that. Like, you're still caring, you're still, I don't know, trying to be, like, a moral person Mm -hmm. and all of that. And then, yeah. So, this one... It might not seem too happy, but um, (laughs) he says the meager pleasures of camp life provided a kind of negative happiness or a freedom from suffering. So it's Mm -hmm. like, like you don't always, you don't have to focus on being like the happiest you've ever been and like, like, I don't know, like going the complete 180 from like being sad or Mm -hmm. angry or guilty or whatever, all those things. Like, just even being, like, okay where you are, that's, like, a huge step, you know? Mm -hmm. And, like, a huge... Mm -hmm. I don't know. I Like, you should be grateful that you're able to be okay and you're able to go take care of business and do the day-to-day. Like, I remember also, I was going to say earlier, like, I don't know why, but it really, like, was... I feel like one of the, like, the nicest things (laughs) that I've experienced from, like, a professor. Mm -hmm. But I (laughs) remember... I'm, like, going to cry. Remember our psychology of coaching professor? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna cry. He was so nice. Aww. He was like, like so understanding and was just telling us like put mm-hmm. one foot in front of the other. Like yeah, so nice. And like honestly, I feel like I like needed that exact advice because I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Like mm-hmm. literally, I remember being like on the ground in the hospital. Like I just like collapsed on the floor in the hallway and was yeah. like trying to call Dara and like yeah. he, his ringer wasn't on, so we didn't wake up. And yeah. I was like, well, I'm gonna die here. Like this is mm. it, you know. And I feel like part of you me, feel so, obviously, like, like whatever, like ended there. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Aww. I feel like. I don't know, appreciating the words from people, like, not even just people, like, that are, like, they're supporting you, like, your partner, or, like, your closest friends, like, even just, like, professors, people that, like, know your situation, even, like, the slightest bit of it, and if they're able to, like, give you advice or any bits of strength, like, I don't know. I yeah, feel like take that's, it and listen. Take it and, like, appreciate it and... Because mm-hmm. they care. Hold on to it, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Wait, I love that because I think that... Especially in the beginning when you're dealing with this, like, enormous weight of grieving. The littlest things, like, taking care of yourself and you're just going about your daily life isn't just that anymore. It's really freaking hard and difficult. Like, even getting out of bed and showing up to class, you know? It's really hard. Just one foot in front of the other, like... Because he was, like, a coach and, like, a dad and, like, you know, Mm -hmm. I feel like... They have a lot of wisdom and, like, experience dealing with a ton of different people and all these different walks of life, so... I don't know. But yeah, I, I remember that. I appreciated that. Like, a ton, a ton. That reminds me of hearing a close family member tell me that... I think this was in the context of, like, a breakup or something mm-hmm. for another family member, not me. But anyway, <laughs> not to be, like, too specific. But it's basically the idea of, like... Too big, maybe. <laughs> even when... This is what matters. 
even when it's pouring rain and you're down in the dumps Mm -hmm. and you're sad sort of thing, it's like pick yourself up, take care of yourself, brush your hair, put on clean clothes, shower. Mm -hmm. Like it seems specific, but take care of yourself because you want to be feeling like the best version of you. Like the little things that you know. I have a whole episode on self-care. Take care of yourself because when the sun is shining again, the sun comes back out. Mm -hmm. You want to be like ready. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. That's what that reminds me. One foot in front of the other. In the beginning, like, Mm -hmm. the last thing I'll say, this is so long, I'm sorry, everyone. The last Mm -hmm. thing I want to say, and this is what people tell you when you lose someone, Mm -hmm. and I find it to be very accurate. Losing that person, the fact that you lost them, never gets easier. It doesn't. Yeah. We're always going to miss our dad. That part's never going to get better. That's what I always would tell Dara because he'd always be like, it'll get better. No. Or like in a couple. It doesn't and I'm get better. Like, I don't think I'll ever no. not. And know. it can be very overwhelming to hear that when you first lose someone. I'm like, what? It's never going to get better? They're right. It's never going to get better. But what you do get better at is dealing with it. Mm-hmm. And I completely agree with that. It never yeah. gets better. You just get better at dealing with it. Mm-hmm. And you find ways that you feel better and the things that you do when you're in certain moods or whatever that makes you yeah. feel better. I know some in some moods I can put on his clothes and look back mm-hmm. at photos and I'm good. And other times mm-hmm. it seems really unbearable and too much like and really I'm daunting. too yeah. sad. And I walk in his closet and I sob. And other time I, I walk in his closet and I smile and I feel hopeful and I mm-hmm. have good memories sort of thing. So yeah. just be gentle with yourself. Love yourself. Be with the people that make you feel loved and supported. Recognize how big your support network is, Mm -hmm. even when you do feel so alone and isolated because you're not. Promise. Anything you want to conclude with, Lulu? You said something that, like, sparked an idea in my head, and now it's, like, completely gone. (laughs) Sparked the idea? I'm, like, looking for it. (laughs) Oh, I remembered what I was going to say. Oh, tell us. Um, Well, for our specific situation, I think just, like, losing... He was, like, the the man of our family or our household and whatever. And he was also, like, huge and made us feel safe and stuff. So I feel like also it was hard losing, like, our only, like, male family member. And I felt, like, very protected by him. Like, I felt say. very, like, yeah. safe. He's our so protector. So kind of, even though I was, like, we were in Boston, like, I still felt safer, obviously, knowing he was around. But then, like, just, like, such a stark contrast of, like, suddenly being and feeling, like, so alone and, like, mm-hmm. vulnerable or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, it's very odd, like, very, I guess, like, overwhelming or, like, scary. But, yeah, I think just knowing that there's people that care for you no matter what and that love you and support you. Like, no matter if you think you only have, like, a few good friends, like, a literally all of the like your previous friends and your family members and your extended family like everyone wants the best for you and like Mm -hmm. will drop everything to like help you you know yeah if you like if you just vocalize how you're feeling or what what you need and support from people then Mm -hmm. like you'll get it so I love that you said that because I think yeah. it is so isolating and people forget about the old friends mm-hmm. and the extended family members and even the professors or coworkers yeah. or, you know? Yeah. And it's like, I know I can call my uncle now. Like yeah. the other day I was having car troubles and I called up my uncle. He answered on the second ring mm-hmm. and it was so great to talk to him. Mm-hmm. And it's like, he might not even realize how much that means. Because that's something yeah. that I would have called my dad for. Yeah, exactly. And he just wants the best for me. And wants me to be safe and happy mm-hmm. and healthy. and yeah. yeah, like nothing's going to fill the place, but also you can ha- find support other ways. Mm-hmm. And like through 
like your extended other family network of people who care about you yeah okay we're finally ending it off people this is Mm -hmm. the longest podcast episode today i didn't know it was gonna be this long but we had so much to talk about you guys i hope you really enjoyed having this with my twin sister lucy i hope i i truly do hope that this helped any of you that are grieving because it's a journey that you'll be on uh you know forever mm-hmm. and so i could i hope this i just could only hope that this would help in any sort of way by us being so open and honest with you all mm-hmm. so i love you guys so much yeah thank you for listening Thanks for listening. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. And I'll be back maybe to talk about Ireland she'll or be whatever back, else. <laughs> I loved else having you on. Have. That was so good. Yeah. And I'll see you guys in my next episode. Bye. Bye. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.